that is my exact tactic, and that guy would fail the job interview. Like, you, you that just shows me you can't think on your feet and you don't work well under pressure. Pick it up and throw it out of your pants, dumbass. Wait, now we're both dead, and you don't have a job. Your tactic to fail a job interview is to, what, pull out a grenade and then fumble it down no, your no, own no. pants? I'm the interviewer. I put it down oh, the interviewee's oh, pants. And then see how they react. And they, <laughs> the, oh, and then the third one is like, are you going to report sexual harassment? You also have to go to HR after that. You got to throw the grenade and then go to HR and be like, my boss touched me. And now I'm out of a job. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Oh, yeah. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered on our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. Casey. Yow. And Juice. I'm a fucking buffalo. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? This month is Van Damn-uary. Damn-uary. <laughs> that man is so fine and the perfect male specimen. Yes, kids, that's right. It's Van Damn-uary. Last week, we watched Street Fighter, one mm-hmm. of my personal favorites. Waka. Jay, what did you grace us with this week? Ooh, this week I combined two of Shitty Cinema's favorite things, Jean-Claude Van Damme and John Woo. In John Woo's directorial debut in the United States, 1993's Hard Target. Oh, yeah. This was his debut? Yeah. Well, in the United in the States. He's, yeah, he right. was doing uh, Hong Kong Kung Fu prior to that. So if JCVD and John Woo are the bread, does that make Wilford Brimley the meat? <laughs> because I'm here for it. All right, Jay, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You have just run off into the woods of the bayou. Unfortunately, you seem to be under the false belief that experience drinking moonshine will translate into experience making moonshine. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you've set yourself up this little backwater still with bathtub and the little tuby things. Uh, but otherwise, you have no idea what you're doing, which you're about to realize when this still <laughs> explodes. So you've got about 10 seconds before this still explodes and you're covered in flaming moonshine. In that time, sell us on this movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme and John Woo team up for the timeless story of a homeless kung fu veteran who beats rich people that hunt the homeless for sport at their own game. 10 seconds Ten on the seconds. money. Yeah. Wow. And a, and a remarkably accurate summation. I forgot Thank to you. count Thank because you. I was like taking on a journey. That's pretty much <laughs> it. And it was great. I'm so proud of you. I can't take all of the credit for the exploding still because obviously my partner in crime is Casey and we are trying to make this booze together. So if I'm going down in a ball of still flames, then so is Casey. So Casey, in the 10 seconds before we explode together, sell us on this movie. Slow-mo explosion, Jean-Claude and the John Woo, Nola the mummy and hobo hunting too, Wilford Brimley and punching snakes. These are a few of my favorite things. Nine seconds. I can't claim to hold a key, but I can claim (laughs) to explain this movie in 10 seconds. So you're welcome. You put it to a tune. I appreciated that. You know, it felt right because like it felt like dashing through a Macy's with all the stolen (laughs) credit card money I could hold and just like joyous. This film makes me feel pure joy. 
Well, we're gonna need yes. to step it down from your musical talent to talk about the movie that <laughs> Shitty Cinema watched. Low bar, but go on. <laughs> hmm. This wonderful take on the most dangerous no. game. No. Day. No. No yes. puns allowed. I yes. will not be censored. As I was saying, John Woo's Southern Fried take on the most dangerous game opens with a dogged chase of a man in a giant belt fleeing a man with a giant crossbow until he is trapped and killed on a dock. Enter our unapologetically evil mastermind, Fushon. As it happens, the man who was just murdered has a family who's still looking for him. In this case, it's his daughter, Natasha. Natasha, who is supposedly from Detroit, comes to New Orleans, flashes a wad of cash in a cheap diner, and immediately gets mugged outside it. Yeah, she must be from Gross Point. I was going to say, nobody from Detroit has that much money. <laughs> Especially in 93. Gross point. I think they would know better to not, like, flap it around like, man, it sure is sultry in here. Better get out my $10,000 fan. Can you make change? I need to make a phone call. Which was a quarter at the time. I right. remember using pay phones in 1993. She doesn't know that because she's so fucking rich, Jay. She's just like, well, I don't know, however phone calls Also, cost. she just flashed this cash in a diner where... JCVD paid for his breakfast with a fistful of just loose change that was like 67 cents tops. And he got breakfast for that. So she just flashed like what? Three months expenses around? <laughs> Lucky for Natasha, JCVD shows up in his best Canadian tuxedo to kick ass, save the day, and turn down work, even though he really needs some work. Don't forget he also showed up with a sexy mullet, which I didn't think was possible. Mm, oh, no. he is John Woo's greasy mullet ninja. Wait, sexy mullet or sexy in spite of the mullet? That's, you know, I've never been turned on by a mullet before, but God I damn. Yeah, I want to like rip up the back of his head by that thing. So I'm going to say sexy mullet. <sighs> I hate saying that. All right. Eventually, <laughs> Natasha convinces him to help her find her veteran father, which leads them to a sleazy brothel owner that hired her father to pass out nudie flyers. Oh, you mean like those playing cards that you get of naked women in Vegas? Exactly, Juice. After JCVD hijacks the brothel owner's massage and withholds the happy ending, the Fushan connection is revealed. They learn that Fushan offers homeless vets $10,000 to let themselves be hunted, and if they make it to the safe spot, they get to keep the money. But they never make it to the safe spot, so it doesn't matter. I, right. You know, I was, I was under the impression that even if they did, they would shoot him anyway. Like, that just kind of seems on par. Right, because Fushan's right-hand man, the unfortunately named Pick, always makes sure of that. But, I mean, who doesn't love a gamble, right? Why is that unfortunate? He's picking people off left, right, and center. Hey. He lives up to it. He's perfect. Roper, JCVD's best friend and another homeless vet, falls victim to the $10,000 game of tag trick and gets gunned down in the middle of downtown New Orleans while the crowd looks on. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like New Orleans. I mean, to be fair, the last time I was there, I also climbed on top of a car. So, I mean, like, really, I lived this whole scene down there and I'm just now realizing it. And I'm actually really happy and proud right now. Like, I did a thing and I left a shitty cinema sticker. Like, serendipitous, isn't it? Were those fireworks or gunshots? Oh my God. 
God. Casey, I think that's exactly why our big baddie, Fushan, picked this city. Right? Fushan yeah. realizes all good things, though, must come to an end. So he decides to do one last big hunt before saying goodbye to the dirty coast and heading east to Europe for a little bit. Well, so he wants to go hunt people in trash rivers? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> oh my God, it's just human fishing in canals. <laughs> what? They're everywhere. Fushan sends his goons to kill Nat and JCVD, prompting them to leave the city to find refuge with JCVD's moonshine swigging, explosive rigging, Uncle Wilford motherfucking Brimley. Wilford motherfucking yeah. Brimley. That's an introduction. Yeah, Wilford Brimley does not disappoint. He blows up his house killing... <laughs> Okay, when he blows up his house, he only gets, like, one bad guy. Maybe two with the explosion. He singed a couple, really. (laughs) Yeah, and then rides off on a horse that is going to need several to leave later so he can join JCVD in the fight. I mean, you say a leave, I say ketamine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say ketamine on that one. Motherfucker just needs a break. And Wilford Brimley just blew up the rest of his ketamine with his house. <laughs> Shit. Is that what a K-hole is? <laughs> they, they tried to make it seem that Brimley was speaking Creole. He did not speak Creole. That was just him on a shit ton of ketamine babbling. <laughs> With a pizza roll in his mouth. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Chan. Why, Chan, it's so good to see you, my boy. Oh, I don't have that gun, but I still got oh, your old gun. Oh, my God. the roof of my mouth, but I got it. It sounds like he's got a two hot pizza roll just tucked in the pocket of his mouth. I really want to eat this, but I'm my fear that Chan's Bouchon, that I may choke to death. So I'm just hold this here. Yeah, I'm also on ketamine. <laughs> Wilford Brimley is so good in this movie. Picture it. A Mardi Gras graveyard hidden in an abandoned warehouse full of what else? Slow motion doves. Another Wu masterpiece. Fushan and his gang get picked off by JCVD until Nat gets taken hostage. JCVD has to ditch his gun. The mano mano battle we've been waiting for has arrived. Who really is the most hard target? Jean-Claude Van Damme! (laughs) Mixing up a couple properties there, buddy. (laughs) We get a few minutes of kicks and punches, and Van Damme eventually drops a grenade down Fushan's pants, proving with his moments of useless fumbling that he does not work well under pressure. With the bad man finally blown up, JCVD, Natasha, and Uncle Brimley walk out of the warehouse and hopefully take that poor, poor horse to a vet clinic and get it some more ketamine. Oh my God. (laughs) That fucking horse. That horse went through it, man. That horse worked for the scene, but the scene the horse was used in of Wilford Brimley riding away with both hands in the air like he's... Yosemite like, fucking Sam. <laughs> oh. Look, yeah, we, I mean, we've, we've said a lot about the horse. However, it bears saying, I have never seen someone so barely ride a horse in a movie before <laughs> in my life. But with so much joy. I don't know. I don't know if, like, he was bouncing because he didn't have control over his body or if he was, like, doing the actual rhythm of the horse. I don't know enough about horse riding. I would love, like, someone who's into equestrian shit to watch that scene and tell us, like, is he about to die or is he doing really good? It's been, like, three decades since I've been on a horse. I imagine I would ride it like Wilford Burnley did. I think it'd been like three decades since he'd been on a horse too, maybe. I don't know. At least going that fast. It didn't look comfortable. No. I God damn it. I was I gotta be honest. 
oh my God, is that why cowboy jeans are so tight? Because they have to be like a sports bra for your balls so you don't like pop one bouncing on a horse? <laughs> Did I just figure something out? That's probably why. Can you imagine riding that fast no, and your ball slips down? No, and, no, I don't want I don't to. even have testicles and that hurts me to think about. <laughs> you just, want them up top. Yeah. I also, yeah, so, I think when I was horseback riding, my balls hadn't dropped yet, so that wasn't a concern for me yet. Okay, well, maybe the horse is part of John Woo's Western influence, because one of the things that John Woo loves is Western movies, and he jammed some Western pieces into hard target. Yeah, literally. It's like a Western did the devil went down to Georgia. It's, I, <laughs> it's not a full Western motif, though. No, because it doesn't, because you never go full Western. It's just too fucking boring. <laughs> Unless it's really, really good. It's There's that 2%. The other 98% is boring as fuck. He didn't abuse, like, overt long shots, like establishing scenery shots. Okay, he yeah. kept it concise. Yeah, very concise. There were some, like, land land shots from a helicopter when they're hunting JCVD in the uh, bayou. But for the most part, it was, this movie kept going. But they kept the good. It was but, bam, bam, bam. They kept a lot of the good tropes of a Western as well. Like the shootout scene in the fucking middle of the street. <sighs> uh, <laughs> all of the what? <laughs> All of the shooting scenes were amazing. We really get that Western ghost town feel in the scene where the detective gets shot right after the overweight porn goblin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is a yeah, porn goblin. The brothel Brain sprayed out in his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick just fucking point blank blows his brains out with a shotgun. That's a well shot murder feelings. scene. That, it was great. Yeah. And it that leads cool into scene. one of the best action scenes of the film. Oh, by far. There's, dude, there's a lot of good shootouts in this film. Yeah. John Woo does not disappoint. Like, this was his American debut. He's like, I know what you fucking like. Everything's exploding all the time. Hong Kong like kicks. Americans like guns. John Woo might know what we like, but we also know very well what John Woo likes because we see all of the John Woo moments in this film. Yeah, got JCVD shooting a Beretta 92 FS while jumping sideways through the air in slow motion, which he is also a wields yes, Akimbo. Yeah, he also wields Beretta 92s Akimbo, which are both Couple John Woo times. required moments. It's double gun Tondra. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of shootouts with Mossberg 960 shotguns, which John Woo loves as well. Oh, he I does. Love it, That's a good point. Well, oh, yeah. I feel like if this was a match.com date, we'd be knocking it out of the park with <laughs> yeah. John Woo. Right? <laughs> Guys They're riding gonna... motorcycles with fucking submachine guns. Guys standing on a motorcycle that they launch into another vehicle where it then explodes as they flip over it. That's a remarkably specific scene, and I've seen it in like four John Woo movies. And it's not he just guys, David. It's stunt. David, it's not just guys. It's Jean Claude Van Damme standing on a motorbike, shooting, and then jumping, rolling over the Jeep, landing, shooting back behind him so that everything fucking explodes. I mean, in this movie it was, and in Mission yeah. Impossible 2, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Tom Cruise. and In the desert? Wasn't he in the desert? Yeah. Uh, they were yeah. on like a cliff edge. Oh. Uh, yes, but I think John Woo took it a little too far this time because we have the scene where JCVD is just chilling with a semi-decent pigeon puppet on his shoulder, winking at it <laughs> and talking to yes. it. I so badly wanted to be that pigeon. <laughs> so fucking John. Like, like, you can trust me, John. What? <laughs> What are we supposed to be getting out of this scene, though, John? Like, is he a Disney princess? Is that what I'm supposed to take away from it? Can we make a petition? Can we get, like, on change.org and be like, fuck it, make him one. Make him one. I don't... 
I don't think homeless drifters gain the ability to speak with pigeons. I don't think it works that way. I feel like 300 may have kind of ripped off this slow-mo and took it a little further than this movie did, but there was a shit ton in here. Okay, yes, yes. And, and bringing it back to the Western feel, there's some slow-mo introductions of Jean-Claude Van Damme in a duster, looking, standing in the street, looking like a badass. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, starting out, he does, you know, when the fucking, he rocks when the, the fucking duster. car pulls away and Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> is just standing there, I, uh, I mean, if men could swoon... <laughs> okay, but listen, unlike a Western, this was also really unintentionally or intentionally erotically charged. Very, I'm not sure very. which. I, I felt the, bad. The slow-mo went the other way to really build some tension on people. We're just like, oh. Like a couple weeks ago, we were just ragging on Max Payne for ripping off John Woo to shoot a man in slow motion when they're just standing <laughs> six feet apart. <laughs> And then watching this, I remembered, oh, yeah, but like John Woo does slow-mo shots of a guy just leaning in a doorway. That's how we're introduced to pick one of the primary antagonists of the film is just him leaning in a doorway. And zooming. Scowling. It's a slow-mo zoom. Oh, yeah. It's a slow-mo a shaky slow-mo zoom. zoom. I can't help but hear careless whispers in my head. It's an uncomfortable yeah. moment. Instead of like this, like guitar music, we every time we imagined careless whisper, and then we inserted that song Everywhere. in other places in the movie. Yeah, I highly suggest. Oh my god, do you think this is like the Pink Floyd and the, the Pink Floyd and the, <laughs> the Yellow Brick Road? You play them together. Like, what if you just listen to Careless Whisper on loop? while you play this movie. I don't know. That might and be it'll... dangerous because that look that Pick gave while he was leaning in that doorway was right. like, I'm going to fight or fuck you Boom. and you don't know which. There's also, it wasn't just the slow-mo zoom-ins. It was also the JCVD being sexy at criminals vibe. He made two boyfriend quips I... to bad guys. There's the one. <laughs> Wait, and you think that there's was the sexy? One to... Hell yes. When they're about to get in the first street fight, he says to frickin' Frack, why don't you take your big stick and your boyfriend and find a bus to catch? Yeah, all right. That that sounds pretty erotic. I'm not going to lie. That that, that was more insulting than by calling them gay, which is a very 1993 thing to do. (laughs) That's unfortunately true. Your big stick and your little boyfriend. Okay, maybe not Jean-Claude Van Damme, but Pick gives me a little sexy moment when he kills the porn goblin. He leans into him and says, Rundle, Rundle, Rundle. (laughs) You don't want to hurt my feelings. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to hurt Pick's feelings. He's sensitive. He's a sensitive boy, damn it. He's a sensitive murderer. All right, Case, I have a question for you because one of the lines is maybe sexy. It is definitely amazing. Frick, I believe it is, one of the villains, tells JCVD and tell that bitch girlfriend of yours to point her titties north and step on the gas. Is that sexy? No, it's not sexy, but I that's how I'm going to leave parties once those are allowed to happen again. Right. Like, oh, you getting out of here? Yeah, um, I got to point my tits, my tits north. north and, you know, step on the gas. Okay, but by contrast, I guarantee you that if JCVD said that phrase, it would be sexy. It would. That's With true. point our tits north <laughs> step on the gas. Okay. That okay, it wasn't just the lines. It was also the blatant overuse of daddy. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> they knew. Papa? They said, at first it was papa. papa. Oh, I know how you feel. Your papa is missing. And I was like, okay, you can call me big papa, whatever. But then they switched through daddy about mm, three or four papas in, and everybody went hard on the daddy oh, yeah. for the rest of the movie. I was hard on I think daddy. this is also... 
I, it was also like another unintentional John Woo who wasn't looking out for him. I, think I don't think was, John Woo wrote this, so yeah. he did pick the script, though. I, I do think that he was like, hey, we need a real Southern feel. So whoever wrote it was like, yeah, we need some pops and some poppies and some daddies. <laughs> and then Wilford Brimley drunk with a fucking... We need a really wood. Southern feel. Let's cast Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a bayou dude. There's a lot of French speaking and whatever people yeah, down there. True. I feel that's like that fair. was just the only way you can justify JCVD is like, okay, we gotta put him in New Orleans then, because like there's some French there, I guess. Okay, maybe they cast JCVD because he looks fantastic wet, because his mullet was wet the entire Why? film. Why? I don't know. It's so uncomfortable. I've been in New Orleans. It's it's humid, yeah. but it's not. My hair eventually dried. It was greasy. Yeah, but have you ever done curly? Have you done side jumps while running down a motorcycle, firing a pistol, and getting grenades thrown at you? Your yeah, hair never case. dries. That's right. true. Maybe is what was that that hairspray in the eighties, Aqua Velva? I'm gonna say they all got soul glow from coming to America. You remember how every time they got up from the, oh. the couch, there's a wet spot. He's definitely leaving wet spots. So now I have two places I can't sleep in the bed. Thanks a lot. <laughs> So, wait, if he's got a wet mullet, I can only imagine, like, he's sweating a lot because it's hot and everything. In the very beginning, he's wearing these corduroy pants. Now, let me explain to people who are, like, not girls. Okay. Uh, when you wear corduroy pants and you don't have a thigh gap, you have a personal crotch heater because <laughs> the friction between your fucking thighs rubbing together on 70s carpet pants uh creates a lot of fucking heat and makes a noise like a squeaking noise so i felt so good to see van damme in corduroy pants because like he's got thick thighs like he doesn't have a thigh gap not for the same reason i don't so i was like oh my god we could actually go on a walk together and i wouldn't feel self-conscious because he'd be in too so that and that's probably why he was sweating so much in the beginning because his crotch was on fire from that fucking corduroy. <laughs> like it gets physically warm. I'm not kidding. Like they're great winter. Maybe pants. that's why he did so many spin kicks. Was he was just trying to get some airflow uh, air between his legs? Cooling off. Cooling trying off. to like get right. that ball off that leg and just get things moving again. You got to rearrange. In a movie full of action scenes, that's arguably my favorite one in this film. Oh, it's so good. It really is. Cause, it's cause so again, good. We get the John Woo Western elements, right? With the slide guitar and his duster. And he does some sweep kicks to a guy on a fucking car, dropping him down on the hood. He fights a guy with a beer bottle, a guy with a knife. He throws a dude through a glass fucking window. Of course. I mean, it's just like, it's a whole menagerie of martial arts filming in a single scene. And you know John Woo did it because it starts with two guys, and when they walk out, two other guys on a bench are like, hey, hey, we know these guys, let's go, they're, they're about to fight and rape this bitch. Some West Side and then, Story like, shit. As four leave, like four more enter, was like, whoa, I, you know, I've never been in New Orleans where like two people were fighting, and then more people like, hey, that's a thing, this is what we're doing right now. Well, Do now, you want to be my enemy? No, you know, next time we're in New Orleans, and if we see a fight break out, you just gotta jump in. <laughs> Start fucking slugging the shit out of strangers yeah, like I'm sorry this are the rules well I mean so what's the laws on open intox in New Orleans like can you just walk They're around fine. with the, okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly yes. so if you have a beer bottle in your hand and you see a fight start you're fucking yes. obligated you have to get involved <laughs> 
It's actually a state rule (laughs) (laughs) in Louisiana. That's it. If you see a fight, you got to get a beer bottle. All right. You also know that this is a John Woo fight scene, though, because it is like 94% slow motion sequence. Hell yeah. That first one is real bad. (laughs) Yeah. Every punch, every kick. But but we get good connections. The choreography's done well. Jean-Claude Van Damme is obviously great for the role. I mean, it's some fucking top-notch action. And I will give some props to the fucking actress that was in this movie because her reactions to all of this was like, <laughs> oh my God. Primo. Just like this shocked, dead stare of like disbelief, deer in the headlights. Like, yeah, she's good at that face. She's pretty, she's pretty okay at that face. Like, I'm terrified and turned on at the same time. I mean, it that makes it feel real. I feel like that's how I would react to watching a John Woo action scene play out in real life. <laughs> okay, that's one of the few that didn't involve an explosion. But can True. I just say, I don't understand. <laughs> maybe, I don't know if like Van Damme was in his prima donna phase yet, but I don't understand why John Woo didn't have Van Damme more in his films. Like, why didn't he do another Van Damme film in America? <laughs> because, well, listen, yeah. Van Damme is made to be shot by John Woo. They are perfect together. He looks great in front of his explosions. His fighting in martial arts style jives with John Woo's. It's not overly flat. You know, it's not like Tony Yaw. You know what I mean? I don't think Tony Yaw and John Woo would make a good movie together. Van Damme and John Woo make a great fucking movie together. Yeah. I I agree with that. John Woo did say that despite Van Damme's giant ego, he's very professional. So, you know, but uh, then after immediately after this movie, we get Street Fighter, where Jean-Claude Van Damme is anything but professional. So uh, I don't know, but I I agree with you. I would love to see more John Woo movies with Jean-Claude Van Damme. The Jean-Claude John Woo pair up is so beautiful. Like not it's not just the explosions. It's also the slow-mo shotgun scenes like we were talking about before. He's made for the the ripple of his fucking arms as he slow-mo shoots those motherfuckers. Every slow-mo shot sends him flying fucking back with all of the force of getting hit by a Mack truck. Yeah. Yeah, the victim's not him. He stays strong. Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you seen those biceps? I really wanted to see that scene where he shoots the fucking guy right out of a helicopter with a 12 gauge shotgun. I wanted to see the helicopter go flying off. <laughs> Just crash into the swamp. So that, that there actually might be footage of that going on. A lot of uh a lot of the footage of Hard Target was cut because they tried like five or six times to get an R rating and they kept getting an NC-17 due to the violence. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why Hard Target's super edited from what John Woo was originally going to do. Partially because the studio got fingers involved. Partially because they couldn't get a fucking R rating because of all the violence. That, that seems how is wild. That? <laughs> right. Right, the only yeah. time I've seen NC-17 is when you get more than like 30 seconds of Bush in a film. So the the original movie was longer and focused on Fushan. Okay, uh, I can get down is, on does that. Does that cut exist? Uh, no, it doesn't exist. And Jean Claude Van Damme was pissed about it because he said that people are paying to see Jean Claude Van Damme, not Lance Henriksen. Yeah, that that sounds I'm right. I'm paying to that see both of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> 
he's not wrong, right? Uh, I do he's got to contradict, though. Henderson was fucking great in this movie. Oh, yeah. Was yeah, yeah, he's an amazing film. He was. The key scene where Fushan is playing Beethoven and staring into the mirror <laughs> intensely, completely in his fucking feels, like he is feeling himself. <laughs> he is playing that piano as hard as he can. And just rage staring himself down in the mirror at the same time. He's rage fucking <gasps> a passionata by Beethoven and just <laughs> never taking his eyes off himself in the now, mirror. Anyone who holds eye contact with themselves in the mirror for more than five seconds is a monster. And if they're playing a <laughs> piano while they do it, you leave that house, you bolt the doors and you set it on fire. <laughs> Yep. He also, and he respects fucking greatness. Like when he had his coat on fire and he's taking it off and screaming, ah, this guy's fucking good. God, <laughs> I know, right? It. Right. Yeah, I love angry it. compliments. <laughs> I have a group of friends where we aggressively compliment each other. We're just like, you look fucking gorgeous today. You're going to fucking kill it. God, God damn, damn, bitch. Damn. You are Shit. flawless. It, like, that's how he spoke everything. He kicks a dude and calls him a buffalo <laughs> because he's too slow buffalo. on shooting someone. <laughs> he, like, but you see him slowly lose his control. He does a really great job of just letting those cracks come through when he's losing his temper with everyone. And by the end of it, he's just a maelstrom of malice on his coworkers, on his employees. Ugh. He's he's perfect middle management. He'd do well in the food industry for sure. One thing when Wu was directing the film and Lance Henriksen was like, hey, what's Fushan's motivation? He told him Wu told him that he just is someone that enjoys taking advantage of the weak and vulnerable. And Lance Henriksen fucking just stands on the gas. Yeah, on yeah no, yeah, he, he fucking that. took that and ran. Yeah. I've yeah. had Fushan as a manager before. <laughs> and honestly, Fushans do well in the food industry. They do well they in the do. service industry as well. Yeah, it just... Ooh, yeah, I've definitely... I've had him as a boss before. Yeah, that smile that I get it's it, like, pick. yeah, I'm being cordial, but I really want to kill you. My lizard instincts say to murder you right here, but that's not what a people would do. <laughs> that's not what a people would do. They can't know yet. I just, I think he plays the perfect villain for most dangerous game. He's someone yeah. who's gotten bored, whose challenge is never enough. He's a guy who constantly challenges himself, sticks to these insane rules he's made for himself. Like, as a dieter, he'd be like, I can only have gluten that is raw sticks. That's it. Like, <laughs> making rules of, like, that's the only time he'll cheat. Do you think that's why he used the gun that he used? I Yes. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think when he doesn't let uh, Pick kill Jean-Claude Van Damme from the helicopter, oh, yeah. he wants to kill him on the ground. Where yeah. Pick, thanks for being the one guy who's like, no, th this could be over. We could actually end the movie right now. If you No, I, you don't. I love okay. the back and forth that he has. Like, but I could get him from the air. But we'll get him on the ground. But I could get him from the air. <laughs> right. Juice, what kind of gun was that? I don't know what it was. It's one of those single shot uh, break action, like 410 uh, shotguns. Like handgun. Hand shotguns. Yeah, yeah hand handheld. It's like Which, a pistol. I thought it was super cute, and I'm not into <laughs> guns, but I would rock that one. It, like, hold on, let me get my big bag it out. It is. It's fucking novel. However, inconvenient. One shot, and then you got a break to reload. Like, 
So was it ever established why he hated veterans so much? Was he like denied from yes. the military because he had like bone spurs or what? Because <laughs> usually people with bone spurs are dicks to veterans, I've learned. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't know. It's a weird kink. So there's two things going on, right? One, he gets veterans because he wants people that are the most dangerous game, right? right. They need to have you know. survival skills. They got a fighting chance. Veterans that right. that haven't been in a war in 20 years and have been living rough and well, not training. It's like saying, like, yeah. I want to race a greyhound, <laughs> one of the ones that have been fostered because they're like 13 years old and have a bone density problem. Well, the homeless people. Does that count? He gets homeless ones because. He thinks that they're not going to have any family that are going to go looking for him, so they just disappear. That's why he's mad about the whole Natasha thing, because he killed a vet that had family. That's what makes fucking Fushan pissed about this whole movie. Yeah, that's why he shoots the porn goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he's picking up homeless veterans. Okay, so put yourself in Roper's shoes. You find yourself at a roundhouse. A guy hands you a belt with 10 grand in it and says, you have a five-minute head start, and then we're going to try to kill you. You have to make it 10 miles across the city to the river, and you win. So I'm just saying, if it were me, I would run as fast as I can, get out of sight, go hidey hole in someone's house, call a cab, wait for the bad guys to go away, get my cab, go to the river, get my money? Go to the river. He gives you the money. Get right, like, the fuck out of Dodge. I gave you a belt with state. 10 grand in it. Run up to the first car you see and offer them right. $1,000 to get you 10 right, miles across right. the goddamn river. No shit. Right? So, like, come on. There's a lot of ways to get out of that. Okay, it's important to ask, where are we at in the JCVD universe? This movie was 1993. Mm-hmm. Are we at the end? Do you think this is the pinnacle? Well, I, it's definitely not the end. I mean, his career spans on till now. Of popular movies. I don't know that I would call it the pinnacle. I mean, I feel like peak Jean-Claude Van Damme is Bloodsport. Yeah, like that's the 80s. That's like his third game. That's like his third one. No, no. Like, yeah, but it's... Uh, 90, no, that's his best, but it's not his peak. Because you got to think, this movie okay. was popular. You still yeah. have Time Cop coming up. Like, okay. Okay, this is the year before Street Fighter happened. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to note that... Pre-Time Cop, he was steadily putting out films, minimum one a year for 11 years straight. Oftentimes two, sometimes three films in a fucking year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was a fucking work he, <laughs> Yes. He did. He took a break in 2000 and then kept up that pace again until 2008 when he gave us JCVD, which is one of my favorite films of all time for many reasons. And some of them I don't even understand. But like, <laughs> I, like Juice mentioned, I think the drug thing makes sense between like working out all okay. the time to keep that slapping right. ass body and all the work. I don't know how he didn't do meth. Like <laughs> it was around. He could have. Yeah, that's but true. I mean, we, we, that's the period that he produces some of his best work, right? Because we've got Bloodsport, we've got Cyborg, we've got Kickboxer, Lionheart, Double Impact, Universal Soldier, you know, uh, Hard Target, Time Cop, uh, Street Fighter, Sudden Death, Maximum Risk, Double Team. I mean, it just comes one after the other. Okay, after the other, not after all the of other. those, like, Double Team, I think he got a Razzie or was nominated for a Razzie. Like, <laughs> Judge me. <laughs> Judge me. I love it, but I think that's when people, like, kind of, I think Sudden Death was when people stopped watching his films as much. I don't know. I, that's a feeling. I got to look that up. I got to back that up with facts. But I feel like that's was the last big movie he was able to do where people were still excited. I mean, I'm, again, always excited. But I think people moved on from Jean-Claude at that point. 
Well, those people are not our people. Shame no, on they them. are not. We love Jean-Claude Van Damme. We would never Unironically, most of the time. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to Google, when did JCVD's career go down? And I typed, when did JCVD? And the autocomplete option was, when did JCVD come out? And for a brief moment, I forgot about the series titled <laughs> JCVD. I'm like, wait, what did I miss? Casey's going to be broken hearted. <laughs> Wait, Casey, he does make a cameo as himself in Last Action Hero. Yeah. What the same that year. That is the same year. It's oh, my God. This one, uh, Last nowhere Action Hero and Nowhere to Run. Yeah. <laughs> Which right. isn't he on a, he's a motorcycle hobo in the desert in that one, yes. I think. Yeah. I don't know. He plays that. Listen, so. let, let, let me just say something. Between Jean-Claude Van Damme and John Woo, I blame my fucking all the red flags I was able to ignore about men in my past just for having a jawline. Like, there were so many <laughs> close-up shots where it, okay. and makeup by Zoltan. Close-up shots of that perfectly jizzled. Jizzled? I'm getting ahead of no. myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> that perfectly chiseled slightly like what is that like five o'clock shadowy drifter look that i'm just like oh my god you drift over here into my heart mister you don't have to have a job it's fine get your fucking jawline it's it's the jawline and the duster and the greasy mullet yeah you could Uh like take a baseball to that face and it'd just be like oh i flexed at the last minute i am fine how are you sherry like (laughs) For the eighth time, it's Casey, but I don't care. Was Sherry pretty? Between Jean-Claude Van Damme and Chuck Ferrar, Ferrar, I don't know how to say that. Sorry, guy. Um, They really, they took Jean-Claude Van Damme's ability to play a good drifter, but also he humanized homeless people, which was really nice in a movie rather than just be like, they're all alcoholic bums and drug addicts. Like, just like, hey, these are people who have fallen on hard time and really paints them with a sympathetic lens, which is shocking for 1993. That's Love right. It. I mean, they do. That's true. He does play a little bit into that trope where the homeless people have like a secret society where they. Yeah. Don't they uh, all know, communicator have like some watches? kind of economy or government? I, I don't understand it. But other than that, yeah, he really does humanize the homeless people in the movie. Which, you know, they use to make Lance Hendrickson even more evil for what a piece right. of shit he is to them. But like. I, I really, really loved it. I think oh, man, that it gonna... makes Fushan less likable in the awesome villain way. Van Damuary is the month we never want to end, but our episodes do need to. So, with that in mind, Casey, 1993's Hard Target with Jean-Claude Van Damme, would you watch it again? Stupid fucking question. Right. Like, <laughs> I just made you... I made you buy this rather than rent this because I was like, I don't like that I don't own this physically, but I'll take a digital copy. I guess that's fine. Yes, I will absolutely watch this again. I watch this movie minimum once a year. It's a, a long tradition in my life. It has everything I want in a movie. Slow motion, explosions, Jean-Claude Van Damme in tight jeans, just doing kicks and jumping off of motorcycles and onto trains. Lance Hendrickson is my absolute rage spirit animal in this film. You slowly (laughs) see him lose his cool where he's like, I'm calm and collected. That's Casey at the beginning of Dinner Rush. And then like end of movie, Lance Hendrickson is like Casey at 8 p.m. and there's still people in the fucking restaurant. Go home, you cunts. (laughs) 
I absolutely love him as a villain. And then Pick Van Cleef, he's played by the mummy. We have the fucking mummy in this. Does he yeah. ever play a good guy? Can we see him play a good oh, guy? Uh, I want to see him in like a great villain. I want to see him in like in a remake of like On Golden Pond. Like give him something <laughs> heartwarming and touching for fuck's sake. You have Wilford Brimley doing a double hand gun ride on a horse that's clearly out of control, looking like an obese Yosemite Sam riding <laughs> off to go get some free beef jerky. Yeah. I, I don't know what else you want from me. So Juice, 1993's Hard Target. Would you watch it again? Stupid fucking question. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. This is not only, I mean, if it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, there's a good chance I'm going to watch it. I think there's one Van Damme movie that I watched that I'm like, eh. Anything else is fucking great. On top of the fact that this is like the pinnacle of Jean-Claude Van Damme. You get awesome fights. You get awesome gunplay. Uh, you get, I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme just slaying anytime he's on screen. And the fact that you get an amazing villain on top of all of that, this movie's fantastic. I, I'm i with you, Casey. This and Bloodsport are like need to watch at least once a year type movies. Yeah. So, fuck yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch this again, without a doubt. If you make uh, time to watch that fucking Christmas story movie every year, you make time to watch <laughs> this movie. It's so much better. People's eyes do literally get shot out. Yeah, I mean, uh, you put this right next to the fact, like, right next to Cats. Like, I uh, have to watch at least once a year. Ew, no. What Don't the fuck, fuck Juice? No. Don't listen yeah. to him. Cinemite, hey, save yourselves. The verdict is in. Four out of four of us are going to sit down and watch Cats again. But... On that note, Dave, stupid fucking question. Are you going to sit down and watch Hard Target again? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to wax poetic that this is the greatest movie ever made. It's it's very much not. John Woo, when given free reign, definitely has some mistakes that he makes. And John Woo fighting with a studio to get a movie made results in a lot more of those. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, JCVD looks good in this. He manages mm -hmm. to make me not hate the mullet entirely. There's a couple shots yeah. of that I could do without. Uh, and But I do enjoy watching him in slow motion and I love everything Jad Wu does with this. So yeah, I will absolutely watch Hard Target again. Jay, you're the one who brought this on us this year. I know you've seen it many times before, so it seems foolish to ask, but Hard Target, would you watch to? it again? Stupid oh man, fucking question. So in the beginning, there is a great homage to Westerns where Jean-Claude Van Damme sweeps his duster back to reveal what would normally be his pistol, but is his sexy badass thigh. And that is the shitty cinema I come yes. for. And yes, then me we too. get a parade of fantastic action. Tell Guns, him, explosions, diving through the air, mm -hmm. slow-mo doves, and of course, Two fantastic villains. I mean, we talk a lot about Fushan. We didn't spend as much Bless time up. on pick, but he is the perfect partner villain to Fushan. He's fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. And then on top of all of that, on top of all of that, it's Jean-Claude fucking Van Damme with Take a greasy church. mullet and a Canadian tuxedo kicking ass. So, yes. I will absolutely, unsurprisingly, be watching Hard Target again. I gotta, I probably gotta go put it on now. Worship service is over. All right, well, Cinemites, on that note, you know what time it is. The verdict is in. And not surprisingly, four out of four of us are gonna sit down and watch Hard Target again. 
kind of hard not to. If it stars JCVD, you're gonna have a good fucking time, and this time is one of the best. And to continue Van Damuary, Dave, you're up next week. What are we doing? I'm bringing something that it is frankly shocking has not come up in a Van Damme-uary before. Uh, we are going to be watching Time Cop next week with Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, yeah. as the cop of time. I'm only time picturing those cop. jumping splits. We're finally going to get splits are. this. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I just elbowed the dog. Sorry, buddy. I love you. <laughs> so I fucking love excited. You. I'm elbowing my dog. Oh, I can't wait to beat my dog to this movie. <laughs> Cinemites, thank you so much for listening we are almost up to 3,000 listens that is awesome we couldn't done it without you I mean we could have but it'd be four people listening to ourselves talk 750 times a piece which wouldn't be weird at all so thanks my ears needed a break special thanks to JB Wallace our largest Patreon so far so if you want to follow his example hit up the Patreon page found at shittycinema.com for any and all updates check the links Check the Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Casey's on Instagram at casey.cinema. And as always, let's turn off the lights, go to the bayou, and punch a snake in the face for the mummy. Huh?